millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Episode 3 of Creeper, the story of sex, death, and the infinite void, continues with graphic scenes of mental health and violence. If you are at risk of being affected by content of this nature, please stop listening. To everyone who is struggling or knows someone who is struggling, please find the start of a mental health care toolkit at MightyMoonMedia.com. The whole thing is just a whirlwind. It's not a normal, it's just, it's not a normal band. It's not just like, oh yeah, let's write some songs. Oh yeah, let's play some shows. Like that what goes into it and what is behind it is just like, is a, I mean, it's a whole book's worth. Will and Ian spent nine years in a van in punk and hardcore bands. They took everything from punk that they loved uh, and infused all these other aspects. And, and some artists don't like going into, into tough situations or whatever. But I mean, fuck, if like, that's A to B, well, we're going to go A, B, C, D, E, F, fuck off a couple of letters and then get to wherever you're supposed to be getting. The thing with Creeper is that it's just part of the whole thing of the experience of Creeper is just this utterly insane, unbridled creativity. It's it's madness, but yet at the same time, there's always this really strong vision. There's this cliche, that, like, look out for it. When a band has a new album coming out and people do the through hell to deliver this record, frequently it's bollocks, you know, it's just trying to ham up a narrative to, to tell a story. But in Creeper's case, I think there was some incredibly heavy things going on. That day I had to throw myself into situations that I never could ever have foreseen happening. Thank you for calling 999. What's your emergency, please? This is so weird talking about this so normally because it's like, it's not normal. I've talked to people about like the outline. Like I, I've, I've like talked to people and said, oh, you know, I, I had a manic episode. I, uh, I, as a result, I had to go into hospital because I was really unwell. But I've never, actually, I've never even said this stuff out loud. I think that's why it's so weird to me. I'm just saying it like uh, I'm telling a story when actually it was really real. So I collected my thoughts. I stomped around, started just about to go into the church. And my wife, Kat, just turned up. And she was stood like right in front of me. And she grabbed my arm. Hmm. 
<clears throat> she grabs hold of my arm and like there was just like a look in her eye and I was like fuck this top trumps what I was like this top trumps the whole thing and she was just um one sec so yeah she just had like a look in her eye and I could just tell like she had snapped in some way like she was uh super like scared and worried that was like a moment in the movie you know like where everything slows down for a second and I'm just like I catch the glimpse in her eye and like but then everything speeds back to reality. Um, well, <laughs> my reality at the time. Yeah, the mission. So everything snapped back to that. And I tried to um, break from her, like break from her grip. Um, I was so close to the church, like literally like just outside the door. Um, and she was grabbing me. She was like, no, 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 don't do it. Like, just think about this, slow down. What's going on? What's going on? Um... And then I managed to like wriggle free uh, and I ran around the church and she was chasing after me, like trying to get me. And like around the back of the church uh, was like uh, Matt Reynolds and Will Gould. And they were like, <laughs> they had like their back to the wall, like stealthy ninjas and they just pounced on me and they grabbed me and they pinned like they pinned me right down on the floor <sighs> and like i was furious i was like because this was reality like this was what was happening um I couldn't understand why they would want to stop me. I was like, why? Why do you want me to stop? But anyway, like, they pinned me down and, um, uh, it was really, really tough. Like, Matt was super strong. Like, I didn't expect him to be that strong. I was sure I could have wriggled free and gotten away. <laughs> And I remember at one point just screaming, how are you so strong? <laughs> um, and I was just not prepared for it. Matt Reynolds came and met me and we were waiting at the train station while the police, the police said they were, were going to arrive and speak to us there. Um, in the meantime, what happened was Ian's WhatsApp had pinged up his location which honestly was a, a lifeline for us in, in, in locating him. And um, Kat had called us and let us, to let us know that um, he was heading to this church up, up by the high street. So me and Matt, the police were, like, were, were, were waiting five minutes for the police, but they hadn't arrived. And um, basically there was no way we could let him get inside that that church. So me and Matt left the, the train station and ran all the way to where his WhatsApp had pinged and found him with Kat. 
and that's when we had to begin this really awful and and uh, kind of harrowing task of trying to to to, um, to to chill him out and calm him down and and uh, kind of pin him to the floor. Cat was ringing um, the ambulance. I think they rang the police. Um, and then they pinned me down for a bit and nobody came. So it swapped over. Like Cat helped Matt hold me down. Um, and then Will rang the, the police and the ambulance as well. I think because uh, I might be remembering this wrong because obviously it was like just uh, yeah uh, I don't know like after the event happened and like after hospital and stuff I've, I don't know how but my mind sort of blocked it all out so I'm probably my memory is probably a little bit blurry here but yeah I just remember like scuffing around like trying to get them off of me screaming at them like screaming at everybody around me and like at one point there were just like passers-by just stopping and watching and it was really fucking weird like i just felt like a, a like a sideshow you know like um but in my mind at the time like i just couldn't understand why they were stopping me from doing this like it was in the best interest of everyone to 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 let me go because the money was going to siphon up and the government were going to uh, MI5 were going to launch a, a nuclear a nuclear warhead and it was going to kill us all I was saving the planet um one of the things I remember really well was um it was outside a block of flats and um I don't know why this makes me so upset. I think it's just um, looking back, like little acts of kindness um, are really big things. And I remember a guy coming out of the flats with a little folded up towel and he placed it underneath my head. Because, because I kept banging my head on the floor. And now in hindsight, that was so sweet. Like, I was, um, I was raging. Like, I was shouting, I was swearing, I was saying I was going to burn the church down. And this one, despite all of that, like, chaos, he just came over, super gentle, super kind, and just slid it under my head. <sighs> like, most people would have just been scared. But he was super calm. And he just went, there you go, mate. most of the the bad part of the way i'll carry on in one sec he was really struggling he was really really screaming and um 
he I felt like he really felt like I was betraying him and by, by doing this at the time he was uh, screaming and and uh, and Matt was brilliant and and I held I held his legs down and we, me and me and Kat took turns to to call an ambulance and the police and um Oh, it was just really hard, man. It was just a really, really, really rough day. It was outside one of the churches that we uh, filmed the video for uh, for the outdoor of Black Rain on the last record in Southampton. Um, so it all felt very apt in some weird roundabout way. Um, and the, the, the ambulance took so long to get there, even though it probably didn't in real life, but it just felt like it. Um, it is. Uh, it was. It just felt like it was never going to arrive. And by, when, by the time it did, he was still completely set in his ways. That whole thing was going on for like an hour. I had like scuffs all up my arm and like bruises all over me because I was wriggling and struggling, trying to get free. Like after at one point, my muscles just gave up because I couldn't. I couldn't wriggle around or push anybody off any for for any longer. Um, but yeah, then the ambulance turned up, um, and, uh, I wasn't very nice to him, um, I was screaming at him, um, and, uh, I just remember him saying, don't be like this with me, I'm here to help you out, like, please respect me, and I was like... Because I was convinced he was part of the thing, you know? He was on it. He was in there with the police and the religion. I was like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, back off. You're part of this. I don't need you around. I guess it was something to do with authority now in hindsight. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> but yeah, um, and he was. He started being really kind to me. And I was like, okay, okay. I think, like... Uh, like the organization you work for is is awful but um i i respect you i think you're a good guy um and he was like uh can you get into the ambulance and i was like no i don't want to get in the ambulance but then cat turned around and she was like please please do it and throughout this whole ordeal um she was like my anchor every time anybody wanted me to do anything i was like no no fuck that until she asked, and I was like, okay, I'll do anything for you. Um. And as the uh, the the two uh, ambulance uh, people, the, 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 the paramedics, um, lifted him from the floor and, and put him into the back of the uh, ambulance, he, um, he was still screaming to me as they closed the door that I had to carry on his work and now it was my turn to take over and I had to do it for him as they closed the door on him and I never I'll never ever forget the amount of guilt that I felt putting my friend even though I knew it was what was right you know it was the it was the right thing to do I knew that was the right thing but putting your friend in somewhere where he was on his own and uh, he was believing all this stuff and he was he was desperately asking for my help even though it was, it was something I, I couldn't do for him he was begging me to, to help him and I couldn't and um, I just couldn't and then um, 
And then me and Matt went, uh, we walked back to the high street um, uh, after the, the, the ambulance had pulled away with him. Because that was the last time I saw him for, for, for quite some time. And uh, we went to a coffee shop and uh, around, around the corner. And I just, we just both sat down, like in silence, really. And um, I just... I just began crying and cried and cried and cried my eyes out there. I don't think I would have been able to do that had me and Ian not had that experience uh, in Los Angeles where we were, I was learning to cry again um, with hit when Ian was there. And now with Ian helping me learn that kind of more sensitive side of myself, now I was experiencing it without him being there. And um, it was really, really odd. And um, and I, I was just, I felt like... Uh, really harrowed and and um and just genuinely like uh like my i felt like my heart just it just felt like it, it was just properly aching i felt like uh i felt i felt really 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 awful it was uh it was terrible and i was so scared for him because i would i, I couldn't even imagine what that must be like at the time we were doing what was right but it, it was such a quick series of decisions in in um in a row that led to that happening, you know? When do you start wrestling with your friend, you know? When do you start, like, having a fight with your friend in the street? Because uh, when do you... When you're about to call armed police on your friend, when are you about to, to uh, lock your friend up, you know? Like, when are you about... This is, you're my best friend. This is my songwriting partner. This is... I've built my entire life with him. Um, he, he, like, I can't think of many people who know me better than Ian Miles does. And um, for all my faults... And um, it was the worst. I think it was, I think it might be up there with the, with the worst day of my life. I think, and I, it wasn't even me. It happened to. I was just a witness to it. But uh, I do remember. This is a really silly little part of this story. Um, but I wanted to. I wanted to cut my hair for ages. I'd, I'd had like a. I'd had long hair for the campaign since the uh, the beginning of the album, the last album. I wanted to cut it all off midway through, but it would have messed up all the, the photos we had and, and what we were doing with the record. And so everyone was saying, you know, just hold on, just hold on. And I remember it was after I came out that coffee shop, I went to this weird little barber's um, called Selly's on East Street. And um, I felt like Sansom and Delilah all at once, you know, um, and I just had all my hair cut all off in that, that one day. I'll never forget that was the day that I lost all my long hair and... Uh, uh, I just um, had, like uh, that that day completely changed my appearance, let alone everything. I don't quite know why I did that on that day. It just felt like it just for some reason it felt important. Like I I I I I, I couldn't do anything more. Like with Ian, I was I should have I was crying for like an hour in that coffee shop with Matt. I should have just gone home, but for some reason. I went and got a haircut. I cut all my hair off to like the, the shortest it had been since I was, I don't know, like 17 or something. And uh, I remember thinking that was a really, a really odd thing. Uh, like I still don't really know what my thought process was at the time of doing that. And it kind of felt like as my hair started growing back, the the, the record was it, from that point, as long as my hair's got, is kind of the more back to normal we've got. November 1st, we broke the band up on stage. This all happened in like the week after that. You know, um, we had all this tragedy. My mum's partner died and then Ian got sectioned the next day. But we were supposed to go on the Friday. That, I think Ian got sectioned on the Monday. And then on the Friday, we were supposed to travel out 
to Los Angeles. And in that week, we, I, we had tickets. We had two tickets ready to get on the plane. In that week, I had to work out what to do. Do we not go? And it would have been completely fine, I think, to not have gone. Um, sometimes I wonder whether that was the right move, to be honest, even though we've ended up with something that we're, we're both really proud of. Just, um, I think, what happened in that moment where I, I realised, I remember being at a bar that week um, when I was trying to deal with stuff, and a friend of mine said to me, I said, can I just be frank with you? And I said, yeah. He said, what the hell are you doing? He, he was like, you shouldn't be going out to, like, like on your own. This has all got a bit out of control. Uh, like, and, like, in my head, all that I could think of was, we've got to, we've got to keep this together. for Because for, for, if, if he comes out of this, you know, he might not get better for another six months or, or something. And if he comes out and we've not got this together anymore, he'll, this, this will have cost him everything. You know, so uh, I don't know. It's a difficult thing because I, it's, it's very difficult not to feel like uh, I had to kind of grab the bull by the horns a little bit myself, and I didn't want it to feel like I was trying to take over this project, and that's one of the things I was concerned about because there's no one, there's be no one else to make a call with me. But either way we had to kind of keep this uh, keep this the flow of things in motion and um, so I got on a plane on the Friday on my own there was an empty seat next to me where Ian should have been and um, I just began uh, what would be some of the some of the hardest the hardest and kind of darkest moments uh, of the record I remember uh, landing in, um, in Los Angeles on my own and being like really daunted, like being like, you normally come to this place as a tourist, you know? Or if you're coming here to work, you're normally with somebody else. And um, I remember just thinking, oh, like this is kind of, this is the, the most responsible thing I, I've ever done is probably this moment now, trying to like, trying to make sure I have to kind of, I, no one's gonna help me, you know? I can't like, uh, you know, there's no safety net for me. If this all goes wrong, if I, if I get mugged, or if I lose my bank card, if I lose my passport, you know, there's, 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 there's no one else here. You know, it's just me around Hollywood on my own. <laughs> and it was, that's when the next part of this, where they're, they're drinking and, the, um, and this, the, real, the real true darkness crowbarred its way into the story. Sucks death in the infinite void The very thoughts we're taught to avoid I breathe them out as you breathe them in My rent to heart is overdue I'm such a disappointment to you We're 30 now, we should have thought this through And at night, we get so drunk We try to feel Nothing at all And all my friends All my friends All my friends hurt All my friends This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
Welcome back to Two Judgy Girls. I'm Mary from the Bay. And I'm Courtney from LA. TJG is the podcast where we spill all the tea on your favorite reality TV shows, celebrity gossip, and everything in between. We're here to bring you our unfiltered opinions, hilarious commentary, and plenty of laughs along the way. We're two SDSU Delta Gamma sisters with a microphone and a whole lot of opinions. Each week, we dive headfirst into the wild world of reality television, from Bravo to all the trash TV you could want. We break down the drama, dissect the latest scandals, and share our thoughts on everything from the jaw-dropping moments to the embarrassing antics. But that's not all. We're not here to just gossip. We're here to connect with you, the jurors, and share our love of all things pop culture. Whether we're dishing on the latest celebrity breakups, discussing our favorite guilty pleasure movies, or sharing embarrassing stories from our own lives, we promise to keep it real, keep it fun, and keep you coming back for more. Come judge with us. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com (laughs) 